Hey, it's Carl Kennedy from The Rods, and you're watching Aftershocks TV. All right, so uh, to talk about some now, we got some other stuff coming up here in terms of some news or just something mm. to highlight. Uh, one of the things I want to bring up here um, is a there's a, a a tour that's coming up, and this is something I don't know if you you were into this band, obviously, you know. And I'm I didn't just bring these guys up too because they're from Ireland. Mm. Um, I I am a big fan of this, especially this record um, and the band itself, Therapy. Uh, the band from the 90s, punk metal band out of the 90s. They got their yeah. 30th anniversary tour for Troublegum. And I was, this is one of those records during that year, 94, I listened to a lot. And I, you know, I, and recently I actually started listening to it a lot again recently, probably over the last four months or so. It kind of popped up and I was like, you know what? I, I haven't given that, that that record a spin in a while. And mm. I love it. I, I think it's a great record. I'm a, like I said, I got about four albums, I think about four or five CDs. From therapy, I was a fan. Um, I, I think with them, like I said, I was a big fan in the early '90s. I, you know, they, they were those bands that just always changed their sound. Hmm. You know, they started off with the Nurse album, which was more. I remember I used to have a, a therapy shirt, a teeth grinder shirt, just big freaking mouth teeth. It was a pretty one of those, like you know, you, you would only wear when you're like 18 years old, you know, type of thing. Yeah, you couldn't walk around with it now; it's just a little too over the top. But um, I, you know, they were. I thought Trouble Gun was their best album, hands down. I mean, they have some good moments on their other records, but I think this album, start to finish, was their best. Um, you know, I mean, I know the song Screamager that was like their big hit off of this yep. uh, album, and I think it was actually probably not really not even close to being one of the best songs on the record. It was a little poppy, it was more punky. Um, but uh, I remember, you know, I remember first discovering this band too. Like I used to get, I used to belong to this thing called Rock Video Monthly. I'm sure there's some other people out there that might be listening that <laughs> had the same thing. It was, it was like a thing. You just every month they would send you a VHS tape, and it would be like probably about good ten, I think about ten videos on there. And I remember Screamager was one of them. That's sort of how I kind of discovered them. Mm. And they did, they did a, get a decent amount of press and and play here in the states. During that time, they were on. Uh, they had a song on the Judgment Night soundtrack too. I remember. So they were on A and M Records. So it was a big label here. So they, you know, they did okay with this record. And then I remember when Infernal Love came out, their follow up. I wasn't really into that one. It was way different. They were just one of those bands that like to just change it up on every record. And I think if they would have done, I think some more, some more material like like Trouble Gum, they could have continued to do pretty well here um, in the states. But they changed it up, and then it just kind of went downhill at least here in the mm -hmm. states from my point but i really this is great to see this tour i wish they were coming here to the states i know they're playing one date i saw at some festival in austin texas i'm hoping while they're over here they could do a handful of tours i would even travel to go to la or something to see this so um i'm pretty i'm hoping crossing my fingers but for everyone in europe you, you guys are, uh, are really lucky you get to get this uh, full album in in one show that's pretty cool well were you a fan of these guys at all i know Bill yeah Fox kind of me mediocre i was never an uber fan but i do remember you know i started buying kerrang magazine let me yeah. think probably back in 83 up to about the mid 90s when kerrang just went all indie and alternative and shit and i just dropped off but um so they were the darlings of kerrang for a number of years particularly around okay. this period 94ish um, and like, and they were a big band at the time because they were playing big venues. I remember, I'm trying to remember if I saw them 
Did I see them at Donington? My, I, I'm, something is telling me I did. Um, but um, and they were they were you know they were popular because Tropicum actually sold. I looked this up recently. Sold a million copies worldwide. I mean, they did well. Okay, that's yeah. I know. No, according to wow. Wikipedia, so I'll go figure. But uh, they're a million copies worldwide. And if you look at their current tour, like they're touring, I have it here: Australia, Europe, a lot of Scandinavia, I think Asia, U.S. states. I didn't even know they were playing that Austin, Texas. So. Um, and Andy Cairns, obviously, everybody knows the um, you know the front man, the lead singer. He mm. still looks pretty much the same, but he does, yeah. For, he really does. But if anybody's looking at this, thinking, "Oh, Therapy are back," well, let me put you in the picture. But Therapy never went away. They have sixteen albums. Sixteen out. albums, I know. I saw that. Their last album was twenty twenty three, a couple of months ago. So they're yeah. doing. They, they haven't dropped off the map. They're just coming no. back. Obviously, Trouble Gum was like their big. Um, uh, you know, their big release and whatnot. But mm. obviously they're from Northern Ireland. I'm from Southern Ireland, mm -hmm. but, you know, same country for, I hope I don't start a war. But, um, <laughs> but you know, they were, they were one of those bands that were big on the festival scene. They won the album of the year, band of the year back in the mid 90s. So I'm very aware of who they are. I, I know this album quite well. Not a huge fan, not going to lie, but, um, mm. you know, like, nice to see him back out again, you know, doing the thing and, um, sorry, back out doing this, not uh, back out again. Um, but did they, did they ever make, much noise over here during this period 94 obviously people yeah. knew of them but in terms of popularity and touring i mean obviously they probably they, i'm sure they weren't as big as they were obviously over in the uk and so forth yeah. but uh they did make some noise here you know they were on like i said screamager was there was you know in new york city what became there's a station called q1043 i'm sure you mm -hmm. might have heard it when you were yep there. it's where the trunk was on for years and but before he was on there, I don't know. I, I don't know if he was before. I, yeah, I don't know if he might have been on there when this happened. But I hey, Matt, just just quickly, was that is that yeah. the same Eddie Trunk as a second home in Vegas? Would that be the same guy? That'd be the is same he, guy, right? Second yes. home in Vegas. It, he never talks Vegas, about the second home in Vegas. Just want to get that out there. No, yeah. but he does have a second home in Vegas. Doesn't he? Oh, second home in Vegas. Gotcha. Same guy then. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that Eddie Trunk. Um, so I like Eddie. For the record, I think Eddie is awesome. He's uh, and I just we're never going to have him on. I think he's one of the best interviewers out there. I really do. Uh, well, so I will tell you this, but just quickly, I agree with uh, you 100 percent on on his interview. I always said he was one of my, um, you know, if you want to call it idols or influences when it came to, when it comes to interviewing. Yes, he he was. I always thought he was really good, and I kind of, I would say, I kind of not molded myself after him, but I used to listen to him and be like, this. If I'm going to interview, this is how you right. Do it. Uh, I just I just can't stand him his personality. I'll, I'll be straight up. Uh, you know, I yep. used to listen to his his show on Sirius XM, and I just could, one day I just did that. Said I had enough. I can't stand him. Uh, you know, I think he just got full of himself. It's like a lot of people. Oh. What are you going to do? You know, no denying that. But here's how I look at that. I know we're, this is typical Matt and I going off on a tangent, but um, here's how I look at it: is that I can overlook that because he does talk about himself and the I I I and me me me. I get it, right? But I'll overlook all that because, first of all, he has literally the top guests in the rock world today. Mm. Everything from Coverdale to Priest to Maiden to whoever he wants, he can get them. Um, so I'll overlook that for the content and the bullshit that he does. I'll just hum it out and then I'll listen to his what he does. And he's a really good interviewer. You know, he get everybody from, you know, he's friends with everybody. He calls Tony Iommi Tone. I mean, that drives me crazy. Nobody well, calls every... him Tony. His name is Tony Naomi, but whatever. I know, man. You know, but uh, anyway, we're back, back, back to back to therapy oh, yeah, with back ego. To we're back on a tangent. Yeah, yeah. So the radio station Q1043, for, it was really interesting. They went through about a year. I because I mean, this came out like shortly after I graduated high school. This album ninety four. I graduated ninety three. It was ninety four, and I remember 
there was a station Q one four three. I do, and it was the best station, you know, commercial station I've ever because mm. it had it was it had played all the the metal, meaning like like underground metal and a lot of alternative. I know you don't you weren't big alternative metal, but like for me, nope. I was into a lot of alternative metal and grunge and stuff. And so it was bands like Prong and Biohazard. They had all those bands were on this station. They, whatever it was, they played it. You know, what I mean, it was if it was metal. Not extreme metal, but anything that was just a little bit, you know, not over the top, they would play it on there. And it was great. It was the best station ever. And I remember overnight, it just changed one day. Boom, and went to classic rock. And I was so okay. distraught. For okay. a good year, we had a great station that was pumping out new music. And Therapy was one of the bands, you know, uh, like I said, Screamager was all over that. And so, so yeah, they did They did have a, a, a decent... Um, I, I, I had some moments here for a couple of years with this album. Like I said, they were on the Judgment Night soundtrack too. So they had mm. a song with the rapper. I think it was Fatal or something. So they were on that as well. And so be, I think between those two, yeah, they started making some noise. And I remember it was just when they when they released the follow up, Infernal Love. It was so different. It was more rock oriented. They had some like Beatles influences and stuff, and no one was buying that at the time. Mm. You know, everyone wanted to hear Trouble Gun Part Two, and that's just not what. They do. I mean, if if you go through, like I said, I remember I have two other albums I can think of at the top of my head. High Anxiety is one of them, which was more along mm-hmm. the lines of this kind of record. It was, yep. it was more heavy. And then they had this other one, Shameless, after that I got, which was a little more punk-oriented and, and you know, kind of rock. And Like I said, they they just were all over the place. And I think that's the... In Europe, as we know, that that fans love that. They're fine that with can that. fly, yeah. No problem. Mm-hmm. Here in the States, uh-uh. Uh, especially at that time. So mm. people, I think, heard that album, they checked out, and they would never uh, made any noise here. And, and Again, that's why you never really heard of, you know much from here. But this album, it did. It did do something. Yeah, back it's back. glad to see him, you know, back, not back, yeah. but glad to see this this, um, this release being celebrated because, like, they were the darlings, particularly of Crying, but also of the, the, the rock and metal circuit, like from a touring band, festival band. They were always in the magazines, whether it was Metal Hammer, you know, obviously... Um, uh crying like i said but yeah they're northern irish band so you know i'm, I'm happy for them doing the thing yeah like you said it's just amazing 16 albums and yeah unbelievable haven't stopped since so exactly i love seeing that i love bands that mm, just, me too all the all the different trends they just keep going and then i hear it is boom they're, they should do really well on this tour obviously i think a lot of good people overseas good see, absolutely all right so yeah another thing i wanted to bring up okay um Violence. So mm. Phil Demel, guitarist Phil Demel, has uh, departed Violence, and you know that's kind of been out for about a couple of weeks now. But I, you know, what's new is that I guess it, it, he came out recently. Said, as everyone knows now, Phil Demel obviously he used to play in Machine Head, and he's the original guitarist for Violence. He is now also in Kerry King's band, mm. and I guess he's been keeping that gig a secret for four and a half years. Yeah, I saw that. Which is like great. Wow, it's a long time to, to keep something on the rap site that I'll give him credit for keeping his mouth shut. Not easy to do. I know, obviously, with him leaving violence, he wanted to leave a while ago. I remember him saying that. Um, mm. I think once the reunion, they did a reunion here about four years ago. I remember we had Craig Cicero from Forbidden when we, me and Bob, we interviewed him right here in this room in my house here. Um, you know, th- there was that was when Violence was was doing their reunion shows. They did two of them in Oakland here. It sold out. It was supposedly phenomenal. I I didn't go to it. It was just sold out. I, I really had no way to get to it at the time. So, uh, but I heard it was pretty phenomenal. And I think after that, you know, they wanted to do music. I remember me me and Chris Aiken did him for Aftershocks. We interviewed him uh, for Aftershocks, and he it was right after he left Machine Head, 
And he, I think Violence had just put out a video. They did a cover of a Dead Kennedy song, uh, mm. California Uballis. And it was the first you know song they put out in what, like 25, 30 years or whatever it was. About 25 years, I think it was. So I know after they did, I think, the EP, he was kind of done with, with Violence. And so obviously Sean Killian still kept it going. And I guess he came back. He just, I think, finished up his last show with them down in South America. So yeah, recently, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he's he's out of there. But it's interesting how he kept this Kerry King thing, you know, secret for 40 half years. And so my my thing is, is well, did that is that what really helped facilitate his departure from Machine Head? Because if he knew, you know, I mean, did that make his decision easier knowing he had this in the vault, right? And mm. he could just, he knew he... He was going to basically be in now the second version of Slayer, if you want to call it. And, of course, Kerry King and Slayer are going to get a ton of gigs. He's not going to have any problems going on the road selling tickets. So did this really help facilitate his departure is is my question. Uh, Because, you know, he's more of now a, you know, Phil Demel now, is he's more of one of those hired gun guys now, right? He's sort of, I think he's going to be that going forward. He just is going to do different projects or film mm. for this guy here and be that guitarist. Um, I don't know if he's going to ever really just do his own band again, unless he's going to kind of join up with, with, you know, like I said, someone like a Kerry King, you know, he's going to be like, kind of like, like Bostoff is, you know, just that, Hey, we need a guitar player. Boom. Here comes Phil. You know, I think he's going to be that guy. Just, just, that's just my, my hunch. But I wonder if that's what gave him the, 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 I guess, courage to go, you know what? Fuck machine head. I don't need him now. Cause I got this Kerry King thing coming down the mm. road. I don't know. It's interesting, I, yeah, I'm, it's, I mean, it's a conspiracy theory, but it's a valid point. I mean, you know, we mm-hmm. we don't know. We'll never know, I guess. No, of course not. Yeah. But, but ask with, him, get him on, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that would be yeah. awesome. But I think with violence is um, like their last EP was uh, 22, I think. That EP, the five songs are just tremendous. It's good, really good stuff. Yeah, Tremendous. Uh, Let the World Burn, five just tremendous tracks. Listen to it today, actually, just walking the dogs and stuff. Great, great, great stuff. Mm. Um, but, you know, Violets have only had three albums and three EPs. So it's not like they're this, this touring mm. entity. So, like, there's another question going, could you not have just stayed in Violets and just released an album with them or something every couple of years? Or is the Kerry King machine going to be so, you know, so cranked up and so full on that there wasn't going to be time for that? And then Kerry King said, you know, obviously we're conspiracy theory again, but Kerry King said, listen, you're not going to be, have time to do that because we're going to be doing this over here. I don't know. I'm a machine head thing. We don't know. But uh, I just don't see where, you know, violence been just such a non-entity from a touring perspective, three albums, three EPs in God damn it, 30 years. I mean, you know, could he have done both? My argument is I think you could have. Um, and, you know, violence then, I don't think they're big anywhere outside of the East, uh, the West Coast that I'm aware of. Maybe I'm wrong in that. But, um, you know, it's interesting that, um, uh, you know, it happened. It's happening. And I know when, um, as the world burns, uh, as the as the world burn, let the world burn, AP was released a couple of years ago. There was an interview. I look back on it today and he said they were planning another EP to come out fall 2024. Now, mm-hmm. that obviously never happened. So I wonder if those four or five tracks are just in the bag or in the can, they'll be released later or never. I don't know. But, you know, up to when this was being released, um, he was talking about the next EP. So, you know, obviously he said he kept this in the wraps for four and a half years. So there's a little bit of curiosity curiosity from me and obviously from you, Matt, about what's the bigger picture here. We never know. We're just guessing, shooting the shit on what sure. could have, should have kind of thing. But, you know, if he's going to do his thing with Kerry King, then... You know, he's got a great legacy with Machine Head. He's got a great legacy. Those violence releases are classic. Um, and uh, if Kerry King's his new thing, good luck to him. So, 
But as I keep on saying, if if he's coming to my town, whatever band he's in, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. Violence, I'm a big fan of. Kerry King, one track, I like it. Machine Head never ever rocked my world, never. Just did nothing for me. Yeah, I was early days. I liked Machine Head, but mm. not um, you know the first couple albums I liked a lot. Burn my eyes, I really liked the first record, but. I'm with you. I I, I liked it's never did stuff. it for me. You know, after they had that new metal period, I liked one of their records, uh, "To the Ashes of Empires." I think it was. But after that, yeah. there were some good songs in that. But after that, well, once again, they started putting out like really long songs. Hmm. Like the Blackening was supposedly like their, you know, th that was like their, you know, I guess biggest, you know, record in terms of fans or you know, I, yeah. Like I said, there was that mid to late two thousands where they were really, really like when they came back and, and really went back to being what they were when they started out and bringing Demo on board mm. is when they really took off. Yeah, I mean, they were, like I said, they were big in the nineties and they did fine. They were on, they were. and they did. Yeah. But they really took off in the mid two thousands when all that, you know, the new wave of American, you know, heavy metal stuff was, 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 you know, uh, kicking in with Lamb of God and all those machine heads, since they were pretty much the veterans, they were like the top dogs. And, I'm with you though. I nothing really did it for me in that time. Not for period. me, they were okay. I, I mean, they're a decent band. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. you know, Rob Flynn was, you know, he did what he did and whatever, and always had good musicians and they they had a good brand, sure. you know. But this, yes. but everybody has that band or two that you just don't gravitate. It could be them. It could be like I was never like a Trivium fan as an example. No, you know, exactly. you know, you know, Matt Heafy. You know what they do, what they do, and they're good at what they, it's 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 okay. I don't hate it. They're just not. But they're not, they're not a band. Never. And I have a couple of, um, I think I bought the first Trivium, first one or two, and I bought a couple of um, uh, of the Machine Head stuff, but I would never, they're just a band I just don't go back to. But if you like them, no. then that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. And, and with this violence thing, you know, I think to me it's, and I, it's just going back to what you kind of said before, you know, they, they don't, they haven't put out much music in their career. Nope. Like I love those first two records. I love them. Uh, you know, but obviously, like I said, Sean Killian had health problems, and that's the thing too. You know, I, th I think that's right. They're never gonna, they were never gonna be a full time band. You know, even when I remember when we were, you know, when me and Chris interviewed them, and they had that video out, they were slow rolling this EP. I mean, they put out and it was a cover. So the first song that anyone heard from them in in, in decades was a cover song and a video, hmm. and I kind of understood it. It was during the pandemic, and it was just they wanted to kind of. Just give a taste to the people to be like, this is kind of like what we you know, a little bit of what we sound like. And I remember we would talk to him about it, and he was like, you know, that was kind of their thing. Yeah, they they just wanted to make his whole thing is I want to make sure we did it right. Okay, well they put together a solid, you know, EP, but it's it's thrash metal, right? You're not doing something that's groundbreaking. And the slow roll another EP out, what another three four mm. years later? That's it. Once again, it's like, okay, all they're doing is playing the old songs. I think it's more of just a weekend band. It's one of those, like, we'll do a little four-run, you know, uh, it's four-date run in the Midwest here, do a four-date run in Texas here, do obviously out here whenever they want to do it because it's close. That's it. Maybe go do a festival and so forth. They're one of those kind of bands. And I think... I, th I agree. I think Phil is looking at it like maybe, I mean, like, you know, I don't know if he is or not, but I'm sure some of it's an integrity thing where it's like, this isn't the same band because it was just him and these two were the only guys that were still left. Yeah, right, that's the right. Original band, and so the other guys all left. So it's not really violence anymore, and, I, and that's what he was basically saying. He just didn't consider the band being the same anymore, and that's why he left. So, well, I think if they, if they're you know, done, if violence are done, and their last EP, their last five tracks a couple of years ago, then hey, if they're going out on that, they're going out on a high because I think it's a solid release. 
Yeah, I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to keep. I think Killian's going to. I hope they do. Yeah, Yeah, I think they should. And I think they do too. I hope they do too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all right. So, Tom, what do you got for for us this week? I think it's impossible not to talk about the new ACDC reunion tour. That's just Mm -hmm. announced, I think, three days ago, whatever it is. And there's lots of controversy going on. Not reunion. I say reunion. (laughs) Edit that out. Um, (laughs) Basically, they're. they just announced the tour, right? So not reunion, yeah. Um, but um, and actually, they their tickets on their European dates went on sale today, and there's they're playing one gig in in Dublin, Ireland, in a, a stadium called Croke Park. It holds eighty two thousand people. It's the third biggest wow. stadium in Europe, and it's sold out this morning in two hours. Wow, eighty two thousand fucking Holy tickets. Shit. In two hours in Dublin. Wow, I mean, now think about that, right? This is not 82,000 tickets in the greater New York area where there's 20 million people. This is a country of like 5 million people. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Sold out in two hours. Crazy. Um, and, the Euro- and I'm guessing the European dates are pretty much two nights in Wembley Arena, 80,000 80, um, seats per night. So these are, you know, you, ACDC are just U2 level, Metallica level when it mm-hmm. comes to a touring entity, right? So we know, it, but that's the brand of ACDC. And let's get talking about the band of ACDC, which is, of course, is Brian Johnson. Of course, it's, you know, um, Angus Young, Cliff Williams. Oh, wait, Phil Rudd. Oh, no, wait, wait, he's not there either. So there's two members. And you got, obviously, you got um, George. Is it George Young on, on um, filling in for Malcolm? Name escapes me Malcolm. completely. It is, isn't it? It is. Is it that? Yeah. And then uh, I, I had to look, obviously, Matt Laug. 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 Is that how you pronounce it? Um, he's basically a session player. And then um, Chris Cheney on bass from Jane's Addiction. So, and they're, I'm sure they're stellar musicians. They're, they're, um, you know, their discography is, is pretty stellar. And I think Cliff Williams had actually said um, not too long ago that he said he has some physical issues. I don't want to get into it, even though he did play Power Trip, which is a once off gig. So, you've got to wonder is Cliff Williams in a position where he's out, out, or is he going to jump up for a couple of gigs here and there again? We don't know. But how many people of the 82,000 tickets sold today in Dublin, as an example, even know Cliff Williams is playing or not playing? They don't even know. They don't care. You know. they, just see, they just see Brian Johnson, and they see Angus Young, and they go, ACDC, that's good enough I think, for me. I think they just see the logo, ACDC, and they go, they oh, do. there it is. You know? and that's it. What, what, hey, what was Bob's best documentary? Band, band, band versus, versus brand. brand. So this is a prime example of that. So, but here, and th- so this kind of opens up the, the kind of worms a little bit on um, – on on this, I mean, how many people would go or not go because it's only the two of them? Or do people give a shit and go, well, it's the last tour. This is probably it. I'm never going to see him again. So I'm just going to go and have a night out and have a couple of beers. Now, whichever side of the fence you fall on, I'm not making an argument for either one because your opinion is your opinion. But my opinion is I'm going to see it um, because I'm a huge mega ACDC fan, Mm. pretty much never going to see him again. So I'd say, yes, I would prefer to have Phil Rudd there. I prefer to have Cliff Williams there. Um, but if they're not going to be there, then I'll take kind of second best. But second best is still going to be an awesome concert. So depends on what, what you – there's no right or wrong. It's just whatever you want to think. Whatever your preferences. Yeah, you know, um, I, I would go see them, of course. And, and like you said, I mean, look, every – most bands, especially at that age – you know, late sixties or whatever. I mean, you're not gonna have four no. of, of the guys. You, you're, you're lucky if you get two. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you're normally gonna get one, and you're lucky if you get two. And I remember, like we said, Brian Johnson's not even an original member, right? So you've only got one original member left of ACDC. Mm-hmm. Um, either, either Cliff Williams. 
Yeah, he exactly. He's not a rich. So, but, but but you're right. But if we want to talk about at least, okay, we can at least. Where do you stop? That's, where do you well, stop? I, well, I guess you'll start. I mean, I guess most. It's interesting because you you know, you've got the two. You know, you've got the Bon Scott and the Brian Johnson. So I would say if you started at at, at Back in Black, right? That was where you start. Start in 1980. Hmm. So then you'll have, like I said, even if if Cliff Williams was there, you'd have him. But uh, yeah, listen. Uh, to me, I, like I said, I always think the important thing is the voice, and and the guitar, and you got them both. You got Brian yep. Johnson, you got you mm-hmm. got Angus. Okay, so you got, I think you know, bass and drums, especially ACDC. It's not like it's it's bass and drums that are like are gonna you know reinventing the wheel type of stuff. No, it's not right? Symphony you know? X here. <laughs> exactly, it's not progressive stuff. This is just bare no. straight rock. So anyway, you know, anyone can play the Cliff Williams stuff and the Phil Rudd stuff. I don't think that's. Uh, you know, I, I think as long as you got Angus and Brian Johnson up there, like I, I just put it this way, I would I'd rather this lineup than the one with 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 Axl Rose. You know, that was oh yeah, thing. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I, I, I never wanted to see that. No, I would have never. I would I would have never gone to. I, I think they only played eleven gigs. It was contractual. I get all that sure, kind of stuff. Yeah. Or whatever, that's old news. But now, if ACDC were on their tour and Brian Johnson wasn't there and Axel Rose was singing and they only had Axel Rose and Angus, there's not a hope in hell no I would worry. go and see that. I wouldn't go for, I wouldn't take a free ticket. I just I'd have no interest. I wouldn't either. Yeah. But yeah and you see I think what it is is that a lot of fans, purists, kind of look for perfection or, you know, where do you stop? That's the point. And I think to your point, Matt, when you get to these older bands, some some members are dead, some people yeah. have left, some people have health issues. Some mm-hmm. people don't want to do it. Um, so if you're looking for perfection or purity, you're not going to find it. So therefore, exactly. just don't go to a concert ever again. There's no point. If you're looking for it, it's not going to happen. Whereas I kind of what like my ticket stub is going to say ACDC when I go and see them, if they come to my part of town, which I'm sure they will. Mm-hmm. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to see ACDC in the summer or whenever they're going to announce their tour. And if somebody doesn't want to go because it says, well, it's only the guitar player and it's only Brian Johnson, it whatever that's okay too but mm-hmm. i think looking for perfection is just nonsense because it doesn't exist i agree you know i agree and like i said look it's just it's just the way it is now i mean that's all it is it's either that or nothing you know when you, you take either brian johnson sure. or young and a couple of hired guns or you don't take it at all and i think most people are saying yeah we're taking it because look at the state of things right now anyway and like you said everyone knows sure. this is gonna be the last time they're gonna see them oh thousand percent like a seabed that's gonna be done they're done they're done yeah you know, and so, yeah, so people are going to go see them. And like I said, I mean, they should. Like I said, sold out two hours. In, in two our, hours, 82,000 tickets is ridiculous. Yeah. Just and I, and yeah, I would go see crazy. them. Crazy. I would definitely go see them uh, if they ever hmm. came around here. Who would you prefer, Matt? Uh, bon Scott, ACDC, or Brian Johnson? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a Brian Johnson guy. I think it's because of maybe my age, you know, and, I, and that's what I, that's what, I started growing up when it was back in black, you know, in 1980. I was a young kid, mm-hmm. and that's what was all over the place, and that was the first ACDC I had heard. And so to me, yeah, I know I understand everyone. Most people are Bon Scott, you know, uh, all the way. Me, I, I, I'm a Brian Johnson. Yeah, I'm a Brian Johnson guy. So to me, I yeah, would be my thing, yeah. I would be a Bon Scott, um, but not not by much. It's like, you know, 51, 49% type mm-hmm. thing, so it's like either or. But and my analysis of that is is that the Bon Scott era does not have any bad albums. So that, for me, wins it. The Brian Johnson, you can start going fly on the wall and shit like that, that they're just mm-hmm. quite 
but cr- quite frankly, poor album. So that would be the only kind of caveat and who made who and all that kind of stuff is okay. But and they came back with the razor's edge and they've been solid since. But that would be my only caveat. But um, you know, when I look back and let it be rock and power age and but then you gotta take in for those about to rock and um flick of the switch. I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of flick of the switch. That yeah. I don't know why that doesn't get the love. I just think that album is so fucking raw. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's a fantastic acdc album but there you go off my soapbox yeah i'm 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 with you on that i agree yeah like i said it's as i've gotten older yeah i mean this the more i listen to acdc i, I got really into at first i gotta lie back in the day i was like i'm not a huge bon scott guy but mm-hmm. the, i mean i was when i was youngster you know during the 80s sure. and the hair metal stuff and yeah, it was when like i said brian johnson to me was the guy uh but yeah when i listen back to those classic records i mean all of them you know powerage and everything i mean it's just yeah i mean bon scott um, but- was one of a kind I think what I think what most bands, Matt, whether it's ACDC or Maiden or whoever, is when you jumped on board, you have this emotional connection exactly. from the moment you jumped mm-hmm. on board. Even though you know the rest of them are sometimes even better albums, you know, depending on the band, not necessarily ACDC, but the emotional connection keeps you drawn to a particular era, whether you like it or totally. not. Like how many how many uh, Sabbath fans jumped on in 1980 for Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules, and then they rediscovered Ozzy, and but their favorite part of Sabbath is those two albums simply because that's when they Eddie jumped Trunk. on board. <laughs> Eddie Trunk. There's that too. Yeah. And he, there's he Eddie. He always talks about that. He always talks about he that. He does. Dio and, and you know, the, that Sabbath uh, with Dio was, was his, you know. But that was, those two albums are up there for me, the best, the best metal albums I, of all time. I agree. It's just, it's different, but it's great. <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, you know, I, I, I know. I, I, you said it's really, well, I think like you said it depends on when you discovered the band. That's right. You know, it depends when you like. I was your time. It was your time. That's the thing. Yeah, it was exactly. Your time. Like, like I was talking to you know the guy used to be on the CMS network, Tanner Poppet, buddy of mine. So he, mm. we were talking about Van Halen, and he said like, yeah, to him, you know, to him, Van Halen, Sammy Hagar, but he's like, because that's what I grew up with. You know, he's sure. Same thing. Same argument. And that's like, yeah, I, I understand. Like to me, it's always gonna be Daily Roth because that's what I grew up with. So I mean, like I said, it all depends on what when you were introduced, like you said, to the band. A lot of it has to do, yeah, how old you were when you discovered them, and that's that connection. And sure, you can go back and listen to those classic records and love them, mm. but there's nothing that's going to take the place of when you first connected with that band and who that's was it. in it at that time. Yeah, exactly. But I think I think there's just, just on the final point on Sabbath, if they came from Technical Ecstasy and Never Say Die, which are easily their weakest album, weakest, some good tracks yeah. in there easily. Sure. Um, Johnny Blade, go figure. Oh my God, it's awful. Yeah. But but those, two, and then they went from they got a revamp and they went straight into Martin Birch producing those two albums. So they're arguably better albums. But you know, again, it depends on when you when you came in with the band. But then I then mm-hmm. conversely, then I'm going to take those two albums and compare those to Sabotage or Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, and there's no comparison all over again. So exactly, it's just an, yeah. it's a never ending conversation, you know. Yeah. But careful about Johnny Blade because that was the that was the guy's name who gave a handle that gave us the question about Kings of Thrash. So we're not talking about you, Johnny Blade. No, 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 no. This yeah. is the song, Johnny Blade. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure you know he's probably named that after that song. I'm sure too. Anyway, but <laughs> sure. 